Chapter 1, verses 18 through 27. Of Catina Aria, Gospel of St. Luke, Part 1, by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Verses 18 through 22. And Zacharias said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife well stricken in years. And the angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel, that stand in the presence of God, and am sent to speak unto thee, and to show thee these glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be dumb and not able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed, because thou believest not my words, which shall be fulfilled in their season. And the people waited for Zacharias, and marveled that he tarried so long in the temple. And when he came out, he could not speak unto them. And they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple, for he beckoned unto them and remained speechless. Persostom, considering his own age, and moreover the barrenness of his wife, Zacharias doubted, as it is said, and Zacharias said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? As if he said, How shall this be? And he adds the reason of his doubting, for I am an old man, an unseasonable time of life, an ill-suited nature, the planter infirm, the soil barren, but it is thought by some a thing unpardonable in the priest that he raises a course of objections, for whenever God declares anything, it becomes us to receive it in faith, and moreover, disputes of this kind are the mark of a rebellious spirit. Hence it follows, and the angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel, who stand before God. Bede, as if he says, if it were man who promised these miracles, one might with impunity demand a sign. But when an angel promises, it is then not right to doubt. It follows, and I am sent to speak to thee. Chrysostom, what when you hear that I am sent from God, you should deem none of the things which are said unto thee to be of man. For I speak not of myself, but declare the message of him who sends me. And this is the merit and excellence of a messenger, to relate nothing of his own. Bede, here we must remark that the angel testifies that he both stands before God and is sent to bring good tidings to Zacharias. Gregory, for when angels come to us, they so outwardly fulfill their ministry, as at the same time inwardly to be never absent from his sight. Since, though the angelic spirit is circumscribed, the highest spirit, which is God, is not circumscribed. The angels, therefore, even when sent, are before him, because in whatever mission they go, they pass within him. Bede. But he gives him the sign which he asks for, that he who spoke in unbelief might now by silence learn to believe, as it follows, and behold, thou shalt be dumb. Chrysostom. That the bonds might be transferred from the powers of generation to the vocal organs. From no regard to the priesthood was he spared. But for this reason was the more smitten, because in a manner of faith he ought to have set an example to others. Theophylact. Because the word in the Greek may also signify deaf. He well said, Because thou believest not, thou shalt be deaf, and shalt not be able to speak. For more reasonably he suffered these two things. As disobedient he incurs the penalty of deafness. 
as an objector of silence. Chrysostom, but the angel says, and behold, in other words, at this instant, but mark the mercy of God in what follows, until the day in which these things shall be performed, as if he said, when by the issues of events I shall have proved my words, and thou shalt perceive that thou art rightly punished, I will remove the punishment from thee. And he points out the cause of the punishment, adding, Because thou believest not my words, which shall be fulfilled in their season, not considering his power who sent me, and before whom I stand. But if he who was incredulous about a mortal birth is punished, how shall he escape vengeance who speaks falsely of the heavenly and unspeakable birth? Greek Expositor For while these things were going on within, the delay excited surprise among the multitudes who were waiting without. As it follows, and the people waited for Zacharias, and marveled that he tarried. And while various suspicions were going about, each man repeating them as it pleased him, Zacharias, coming forth, told by his silence what he secretly endured. Hence it follows, and when he came out he could not speak. Theophylact, but Zacharias beckoned to the people, who perhaps inquired the cause of his silence, which, as he was not able to speak, he signified to them by nodding. Hence it follows, and he beckoned to them, and remained speechless. Ambrose, but a nod is a certain action of the body, without speech endeavoring to declare the will, yet not expressing it. And it came to pass that, as soon as the days of his ministration were accomplished, he departed to his own house. And after those days his wife Elizabeth conceived and hid herself five months, saying, Thus hath the Lord dealt with me in the days wherein he looked on me, to take away my reproach among men. Bede. During the time of their course, the priests of the temple were so occupied by their office that they kept themselves not only from the society of their wives, but even from the very threshold of their houses. Hence it is said, and it came to pass, that as soon as the days were accomplished, etc., for as there was then required a priestly succession from the root of Aaron, of necessity then a time was appointed for keeping up the inheritance. But as now not a carnal succession, but spiritual perfection, is looked for. The priests are enjoined in order that they might ever be able to serve the altar, the perpetual observance of chastity. It follows, and after those days, etc., that is, after the days of Zacharias's ministration were completed, but these things were done in the month of September, the twenty-second day of the month, upon which the Jews were bound to observe the Feast of the Tabernacles, just before the equinox, at which the night began to be longer than the day, because Christ must increase, but John must decrease. And those days of fasting were not without their meaning, for by the mouth of John repentance and mortification were to be preached to men. It follows, and she hid herself. Ambrose, what reason then for the concealment, except shame? For there are certain allowed times in wedlock, when it is becoming to attend to the begetting of children, while the years thrive, while there is hope of childbearing. But when in good time old age has come on, and the period of life is more fitted for governing children than begetting them, it is a shame to bear about the signs of pregnancy, however lawful. It is a shame to be laden with the burden of another age. 
and for the womb to swell with the fruits of not one's own time of life. It was a shame then to her on account of her age, and hence we may understand the reason why they did not at this time come together, for surely she who blushed not at their coming together in their old age would not blush at her child-bearing, and yet she blushes at the paternal burden, while she yet is unconscious of the religious mystery. But she who hid herself because she had conceived a son began to glory that she carried in her womb a prophet. Origin. And therefore he says, five months, that is, until Mary should conceive, and her babe leaping with joy should prophesy. Ambrose. And though she might blush at the time of her childbearing, on the other hand she rejoiced that she was free from reproach, saying, Thus hath the Lord dealt with me. Chrysostom. Truly he has loosened her barrenness. A supernatural gift he has bestowed upon her, and the unfruitful rock has produced the green blade. He that has taken away her disgrace, and that he has made her to bring forth. Hence it follows, in the days wherein he looked on me, to take away my reproach among men. Ambrose, for it is a shame among women not to receive that reward of marriage, which is the only cause of their being married. Chrysostom, her joy therefore is twofold. The Lord has taken away from her the mark of barrenness, and also given her an illustrious offspring. In the case of other births, the coming together of the parents only occurs. This birth was the effect of heavenly grace. Bede. Now mystically by Zacharias may be signified the Jewish priesthood, by Elizabeth the law itself, which, well administered by the preaching of the priests, ought to have borne spiritual children to God, but was not able, because the law made no one perfect. Both were just, because the law is good, and the priesthood for that time holy. Both were well stricken in years, because, at Christ's coming, both the law and the priesthood were just bending to old age. Zacharias enters the temple, because it is the priest's office to enter into the sanctuary of heavenly mysteries. There was a multitude without the doors, because the multitude cannot penetrate the mysteries. When he places frankincense on the altar, he discovers that John will be born. For while the teachers are kindled with the flame of divine reading, they find the grace of God flow to them through Jesus. And this is done by an angel, for the law was ordained by angels. Ambrose. But in one man the voice of the people was put to silence, because in one man the whole people was addressing God. For the word of God has come over to us, and in us is not silent. He is dumb who understands not the law. For why should you think the man who knows not a sound to be more dumb than him who knows not a mystery? The Jewish people are like to one beckoning, who cannot make his actions intelligible. Bede. And yet Elizabeth conceives John, because the more inward parts of the law abound with sacraments of Christ. She conceals her conception five months, because a Moses in five books set forth the mysteries of Christ, or because the dispensation of Christ is represented by the words or deeds of the saints in the five ages of the world. Verses 26 through 27. And in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto the city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. Bede. 
because either the incarnation of Christ was to be in the sixth age of the world, or because it was to serve to the fulfilling of the law, rightly in the sixth month of John's conception, was an angel sent to Mary to tell her that a Savior should be born. Hence it is said, and in the sixth month, etc. We must understand the sixth month to be March. On the twenty-fifth day, of which our Lord is reported to have been conceived, and to have suffered, as also to have been born on the twenty-fifth day of December. But if either the one day be believed to be the vernal equinox, or the other the winter solstice, it happens that with the increase of the light he was conceived or born who lighteth every man that cometh into the world. But if any one shall prove that before the time of our Lord's nativity or conception, light began either to increase or supersede the darkness, we then say that it was because John, before the appearance of his coming, began to preach the kingdom of heaven. Basil. The heavenly spirits visit us, not as it seems fit to them, but as the occasion conduces to our advantage, for they are ever looking upon the glory and fullness of the divine wisdom. Hence it follows, the angel Gabriel was sent. Gregory. To the Virgin Mary was sent, not any one of the angels, but the archangel Gabriel, for upon this service it was meet that the highest angel should come, as being the bearer of the highest of all tidings. He is therefore marked by a particular name to signify what was his effectual part in that work. For Gabriel is interpreted the strength of God. By the strength of God, then, he was to be announced, who was coming as the God of strength, the mighty in battle, to put down the powers of the air. Gloss. But the place is also added whither he is sent, as it follows, to a city Nazareth. For it was told that he would come a Nazarite, i.e., holy of the holy. Bede. It was a fitting beginning for man's restoration, that an angel should be sent down from God to consecrate a virgin by a divine birth. For the first cause of man's perdition was the devil sending a serpent to deceive a woman by the spirit of pride. Augustine, to the virgin, for Christ could be born from virginity alone, seeing he could not have an equal in his birth. It was necessary for our head by this mighty miracle to be born according to the flesh of a virgin, that he might signify that his members were to be born in the spirit of a virgin church. Jerome, and rightly an angel is sent to the virgin, because the virgin state is ever akin to that of angels. Surely in the flesh to live beyond the flesh is not a life on earth but in heaven. Chrysostom, the angel announces the birth to the virgin not after the conception, lest she should be thereby too much troubled, but before the conception he addresses her not in a dream, but standing by her invisible shape. For as great indeed were the tidings she receives, she needed before the issue of the event an extraordinary visible manifestation. Ambrose, the scripture has rightly mentioned that she was espoused, as well as a virgin, a virgin that she might appear free from all connection with man, espoused that she might not be branded with the disgrace of sullied virginity, whose swelling womb seemed to bear evident marks of her corruption. But the Lord had rather that men should cast a doubt upon his birth than upon his mother's purity. He knew how tender is a virgin's modesty, 
and how easily assailed the reputation of her chastity. Nor did he think the credit of his birth was to be built up by his mother's wrongs. It follows, therefore, that the Holy Mary's virginity was of an untainted purity, as it was also of unblemished reputation. Nor, though there, by an erroneous opinion, to be left the shadow of an excuse to living virgins, that the mother of our Lord even seemed to be evil spoken of. But what could be imputed to the Jews, or to Herod, if they should seem to have persecuted an adulterous offspring? And how could he himself say, I came not to abolish the law, but to fulfill it? If he should seem to have had his beginning from a violation of the law, for the issue of an unmarried person is condemned by the law, not to add that also greater credit is given to the words of Mary, and the cause of falsehood removed. For it might seem that unmarried, becoming pregnant, she had wished to shade her guilt by a lie. But an espoused person has no reason for lying, since to women childbirth is the reward of wedlock, the grace of the marriage bed. Again the virginity of Mary was meant to baffle the prince of the world who when he had perceived her espoused to a man, could cast no suspicion on her offspring. Origin. For if she had no husband, soon would the thought have stolen into the devil's mind how she who had known no man could be pregnant. It was right that the conception should be divine, something more exalted than human nature. Ambrose. But still more has it baffled the princes of the world, for the malice of devils soon detracts even hidden things, while they who are openly occupied in worldly vanities cannot know the things of God. But moreover, a more powerful witness of her purity is adduced, her husband, who might both have been indignant at the injury and revenged the dishonor, if he also had not acknowledged the mystery, of whom it is added, whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. Bede which last applies not only to Joseph, but also to Mary, for the law commanded that every one should take a wife out of his own tribe or family. And it follows, and the virgin's name was Mary. Id, Maria in Hebrew, is the star of the sea, but in Syriac it is interpreted mistress. And well, because Mary was thought worthy to be the mother of the Lord of the whole world, and the light of endless ages. End of chapter 1, verses 18 through 27.